And welcome to the Lost Haro Podcast. Um, my name is Arlen Haro, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Eric Sayor. Hi. And our sound engineer, Alan Muir. I'm only here for the free pizza. <laughs> Damn you, taking my pizza. Of course you got the olives. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is our sort of introduction episode. Um, it's sort of... It's intended to be a sort of a pilot thing. Um, it's not going to be representative of what all the episodes are like. This is sort of a, an introduction, getting to know our tastes, um, why we're getting, here. Getting to know your hosts before we go more in-depth yeah. about movies. Yeah. Specific definitely. movies, I mean. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be fairly general. We're going to sort of discuss things that I think you can say are representative of most people's taste and that a lot of people uh, judge their movie viewing by, you know, certain standard bearers of, you know, what is a quality film in popular culture. So we're going to talk a lot about that kind of stuff and movies that you've probably all seen or at least, you know, heard about. So hopefully. So, yeah. Um, And uh, Eric, I think you had some stuff to start with. So Uh, I was going to, Start with how we got into movies, because I feel like we discussed this and we got into movies at really different time. For me, it's uh, like I've always watched movies, like everyone, I guess, but like maybe a few, the biggest, the, the blockbusters and a few smaller things here and there, but mostly the big stuff. But I, I started really getting into movies like, uh, I think... Three, four years ago, 2013, four mm-hmm. years ago, um, I I decided with my friends to go watch uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel for no no particular. I hadn't even seen a trailer. I didn't know anything about it, but I liked the cast, so I decided to go, and I loved it. I I didn't even know who Wes Anderson was, so like my knowledge was really really minimal. I. And I loved it. It was like a great movie. I I still think it's maybe the best Wes Anderson film, having seen more of his films. And it made me want to watch more, watch more smaller stuff, watch more stuff I hadn't ever heard about. Because if if I hadn't if I didn't know anything about this movie, there were probably so many others I didn't know about. So I think that's where I uh, I did a. I did a thing when I where I watched in a, in a month thirty movies by thirty different uh, directors, which was really a fun and weird experience. Thirty like classics I hadn't ever seen, and that made me want to watch more and more and more. And here I am today watching like maybe a movie every other day, trying to watch everything, which is impossible, but I can still try. Right. I'll always strive for something more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, my So I guess with that like level of like, I love movies and I want to experience everything. 
that started for me in 2008. Um, and that was sort of the peak of, I want to make movies. So, like, for a very long time, I was the same as you. Like, I liked a lot of, like, big, you know, you know, tentpole movies, as they're called nowadays, you know. I loved all the superhero stuff. I loved Lord of the Rings as a kid. That kind of thing. Um, you know, Star Wars, I'd watch all three of them just in a row, just for no reason. Well, at the time, I still liked all all of them. So, you know. Um, and I wasn't discerning at all. You know, I... There's a period of my life where I loved Spider-Man Three. Um, I just did unapologetically, um, uh, and I think me, we're I have a to lot admit, of us. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, think I was. We were. I think both the right age to yeah enjoy that movie a lot. Uh-huh. Like we were okay with how cartoony it was, and I'll, I'll admit it right now. I owned Batman and Robin, and I watched that VHS so many times that I can. If you played some of the trailers from that movie, like from the VHS tape, I could recite some of them verbatim. Um, so yeah, it gets it's it's real weird. Um, I remember distinctly a Gone with the Wind uh, anniversary edition, um, <laughs> um, along with a couple other movies. Jeez, um, um, but yeah. So like, but two thousand eight is when. It starts for me because I take this summer optional summer school class um, that is all about making movies and like learning how to use a camera and learning. Um, uh, I can't remember the actual name of it, but uh, the rule of three. Um, but there's another name for it, like on the camera. There's a setting, um, and uh, learning all these different things about editing and what editing means um different styles of editing you know all these like real deep inside film terms um that you know before i i just didn't know them by name but it was like you know reading the language that is underneath reality um but it's it's the reality of the screen of the theater and it's also the year where i started going to the theater before, I think I'd see a movie in the theater twice a year, maybe, you know, and it would be something like Ice Age, oh, you know, <laughs> or um, like it, it was really like kid stuff, you know. I think I saw the Crocodile Hunter movie in the theater. Um, we have like a local theater here called The Garland and it has like, you know, dollar movies and they do free movies in the summer. So I got to see Jurassic Park in the theater. Um for free, which was great. Um, but 2008 is when it really begins. I start, like, saving my money so I can go to the theaters more. Um, that's how I see Hellboy. That's how I see The Dark Knight twice. Um, that's how I end up seeing a lot of other movies that I saw that year that some of them made an impact on me, some of them have not. Um, and like, But that's when I really get into it and, like, start looking at, like, movie trailers and, like, paying attention to what's coming out in the next year and, like, planning on what I'm going to be seeing in December for the next December. Like, it got real deep in there where it was, like, um, I remember a year before the movie Battle Los Angeles, Aaron Eckhart, that alien invasion movie, like, I was planning everything, even the small movies, the bigger movies, anything that hit my interest. Um, And as I got older... 
the kinds of movies I liked got more and more mature and more deep into this film fandomness. You know, to the point where I'm planning on seeing The Witch five months before it even comes out where I am, um, just because it I pay attention to the trailers, I read the movie press and all these different sources. And I just know when these really obscure movies are going to come out months before most people even hear about them. So, so yeah, that's how it goes back over, and it just keeps on growing over ten years, and it's still, still growing. So yeah, that's sort of my movie history. So yeah, I, I feel like now we're mostly at the same point. In our in our interest in films, where we try to like like I said, like you said, I do the same thing. I plan what I want to watch. I have list of movie, and when not when, but the list of movie that haven't been come out that I want to see. List of mm-hmm. movie that just came out. I want to see list of lists and lists and lists mm-hmm. that never end. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a good problem to have. I mean, too many good movies. Yeah, it really is. Like, you get to the point where it's like, wow, there's there's too many options. Um, right. Which I, I, it's both a blessing and a curse, um, yeah. as as many people like to say. Um, so yeah. Um, so I guess one of the things we can talk about first um, is uh, the Oscars. I feel like we can sort of go to that. Um, because most people know the Oscars. Um, most of us know about that or know it by its other name, the Academy Awards. Interchangeable. It's the only award that I know of that has two names um, that I can think of. Um, but it's a widely known award. It's, I, I think it's known internationally. I get the feeling that, you know, you know, the BAFTA has some acclaim in multiple countries, but it's, it's not the same. It's called the British Academy Awards by most people. Um, I don't even know the French equivalent. I don't know the German equivalent. Um, sorry, Germany. Um, sorry. Uh, I don't know the Italian equivalent. I don't know the Russian equivalent, etc., etc. Um, but that award show is fairly well known. It stays on air despite most people not wanting to watch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> because a lot of people don't care and that's true it's diminishing returns as far as the people who put it out but it still is a widely known thing you know and there are people who (laughs) will tell you suicide squad was a great film because it won an oscar um it won for makeup and effects but that's beside the point um it it still had great makeup and effects true it did it 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 did have great makeup and effects there's another movie i can't remember offhand that i think deserve to win more but that's again beside the point um but you know it's it's this guidepost for what is a good movie usually um most people out there especially older people you'll find they will go to a movie if it gets nominated for the oscar not not even winning just a nomination yeah i don't like it's the same uh where you live but here when movies get when the the best picture nominees comes out, they start playing from that point until like maybe until yeah. March. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's basically the same. What what'll happen here is like they'll do limited screenings before when the movie initially comes out, and then right before they'll do like a screening once a day, and then they'll also do these marathon screenings. Um, so they'll show all the best picture nominees. Um, now that it's ten, they'll do it in like two days, and your ticket counts for both days. Um, uh, that that sounds like too, too way too much. Yeah, um, but so yeah, like if you were in my, at, and it's only at one theater. It's the AMC um, where I live. It's the biggest of the theaters, and it's the one with the most screens. So this is how they're able to do this. Um, but their screens are a little bit smaller. So, but um, if you were where I lived, you probably would have seen Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures. Hacksaw Ridge, Manchester by the Sea, or some other, you know, combination of those movies, one day, and then all the other movies another day, um, and that's the thing that they do, and it's actually fairly cheap for the amount that the tickets are. I've never done it just because I don't always want to see all of the Oscar nominees. Um, sometimes I think the nominees are crap. Personally, um, I think a lot of movies just get thrown out of the way. Um, for movies that have a better marketing campaign, um, or the studio decides, well, no, we want to market this one, and we don't want to pay attention to this one at all. So that that happens all the time. It's it's very Hollywood politics yeah. stuff. But um, I, I, I do like watching. I've only done it for like two years now. The, the three years ago, I only watched like most of them. But for the past two years, I did watch all of them. I and I think I. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a it's a fun thing to know what they're talking about and then judge yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always helpful. I and I do try to see as many of them as possible. Um, if not at the same time, after you know, yeah. I was I was very proud of myself for seeing Lion um, for the awards. Um, I saw La La Land. Obviously, I saw Moonlight months before. Yeah, and I remember walking out of the theater saying, "No, that's gonna win." Um, uh, I, I I remember. I also remember seeing Moonlight. I did a double feature, watching Moonlight and then watching uh, The Edge of Seventeen, which is also a good film, but completely changed of uh, of life. Mm-hmm. But Very I different think that, that's that's the best double feature I've ever done by far. Because both those movies good one. are <laughs> really really good. Yeah, that's that's pretty dang good. Um, and I saw Moonlight and another one of the nominees within two days of each other. I think I saw Arrival maybe the Sunday before. Um, and Arrival is one of the it's one of the better movies of last year, definitely. Um, but so, did you see all of them last year? So, or I didn't. The only ones. Let's see. Um, if I, I haven't seen Hidden right? Figures. Yeah, hidden figures is good. Yeah, I haven't seen Manchester, not because of the movie, but mm, the stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I just couldn't. I just was like, no. Um, if I hadn't known about that stuff, um, I might have seen it. Um, and I, hidden figures, it's just it doesn't look that interesting to me. But I believe everybody who says that they really like it, I understand. Oh, I, I like it. it's. I think it's impossible to not enjoy that movie. Right. Like it's it's just it's well made and it's good. Like there's nothing 
bad about it. And, like, mm-hmm. and it's it's like well paced to not be boring, and the characters are entertaining, and like I don't know, it's like it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we can go back to 2016. Even um, I saw Spotlight after. I saw Bridge of Spies before. Still haven't seen The Revenant. Um, you haven't seen The Revenant? No, I haven't seen The Revenant. I haven't seen Brooklyn. <laughs> um, I re- I'm a, just surprised about that first one. Yeah, The Revenant is one that I had multiple chances to see. It's been on HBO for months at this point, or it was. And I'm just like, nope, I'm good. Yeah. I, I think if I... like, I'm never going to rewatch The Revenant ever in my life. Right. I'm happy I right. saw it in... Like, I caught it at the end of it, its theater run. Like, maybe the <laughs> week before the Oscars or something. And I don't know. It's not... The, it's a, It was good in the theaters just because of the how beautiful it is and, and how this sounds great. And But I did fall asleep for, like, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. Um... And apparently it's a movie that a lot of people say, like, I felt cold in it, and I had, like, a coat on. So that says a lot um, about the movie. Uh, yeah. I just... It's one of those movies where the hype behind it got me really angry. And, like, anybody who knew me in 2015 um, yeah. knows that I think Mad Max Fury Road is one of the greatest films that's ever been made. I agree. And Fury Road did none of the marketing bull crap <laughs> to, to put it lightly the, the Revenant did Mad Max Fury Road did not do all these weird press, press things and interviews playing up how terrible the situation was for DiCaprio and how much he suffered they didn't do that for Mad Max they didn't even do a campaign they did nothing and the movie still got to where it was in terms of best picture nomination yeah, but they did none of that for Theron or for Tom Hardy. Who, if you like, read their stories on the set, that is a, that was not an easy movie to make. It was arguably just as hard to make as The Revenant. It's one is a very hot desert situation, and one is a very cold desert situation. Um, so the differences weren't that big. And as far as I'm concerned, Fair Road was. I, I kind of feel like George Miller doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a big reason why they didn't. <laughs> like, go all in. like, George Miller just made a great film, and he's proud of everyone that helped him yep. make it that one, and that's all he needed. Yep. No, but we, we suffered so much, and uh, that, that, that played into it for me, definitely. Um, the complaining, uh, and the, well, take pity on us. <laughs> And I think Spotlight was good. Yeah, like yeah, Spotlight. Yeah. Spotlight is it's, like it's really good. It really like, is. There's no way to say, yeah. but I, I think it maybe it was my third or fourth favorite of the, the nominees that year. I yeah, I, I really, think I don't know. Mad Max was the, my favorite. My I I, I my two are Room and Mad Max. Yeah, Room's um, great. Yeah, those are my two, really. Um, I did like Brooklyn a lot. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard Brooklyn is actually worth seeing. I also, um, did, I saw, I also enjoyed The Martian a lot, but that's also like mm-hmm. different. Yeah, there's some of these that I'm like, really, like I, I still don't understand why The Martian is on here. It's a fun movie. 
it's definitely worth a watch. And I, someone who really liked Bridge of Spies, and especially seeing it in a theater, I don't know why it just worked on me. Um, I think the Martians on here, because Ridley Scott made a movie that wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you actually did your job, Ridley. <laughs> you didn't... And you didn't make Fassbender play an evil lawyer or whatever. And honestly, uh, I, I understand why a lot of people like The Big Short, but I hated it. <laughs> I Big Short should have been a documentary. Um, that's what it should have been. And if you still wanted to bring those actors in and do recreations, there I wouldn't have had any problem with that. And here's like, the thing. I, like, I like the person. What? It could have won in the documentary. Yeah, stuff. yeah, it was... So, uh, but it doesn't know, really I, work the film. I think the so. performances were great, but the, the but the movie itself was like, yeah, it's, not that thin. Like, and I get it. I don't, and I don't want to be demeaning to this director. I don't want to be demeaning to the director of The Big Short. Um, but I do get the sense that there was a. Ah, this is so mean. This is so mean to Adam McKay, one of the three best comedy directors currently working in Hollywood. Um, I feel like people were giving him extra slack because he was a comedy director, um, and that because he was a, and because they looked down on comedies, they judged him not more harshly but less harshly because like, oh, you did a film that's serious, so we're gonna judge that. I don't know, like I get that feeling, and also, but like it's good. At being a comedy, I don't think mm-hmm. it's that good at being like a ser- uh, being like a more serious movie about yeah what's it about yeah. but I don't know yeah also it's important to point out this is the same year as hateful eight um a movie that has grown um in terms of positivity for me like my opinion of that movie is just skyrocket I think it's one of Tarantino's best movies as I continually rewatch it. Um, also the same year as Sicario and Carol, which are like better that, than yeah. all those nominees. A lot <laughs> of them. Like, almost, like better than everything except Mad Max, I almost say. Yeah, like I would, I'd kick out Bridge of Spies. I'd kick out The Martian for those, for Sicario especially, I would yeah. kick out both of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, some of these movies are very... It's a term that people like to throw around, Oscar bait-y. And it's fair to say that they're very Oscar bait. They're very much like, oh, this is what the typical Oscar audience wants. It's a movie about an Irish girl (laughs) moving to America. And what tragedies and heart... Yeah. I, I'd say no. I'd, Brooklyn was good. I, I don't. I don't. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Like, like maybe, maybe I'd put Carol over Brooklyn as a romantic drama. But I don't know both of yeah. those. Where you like create that here? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just looking at a list of movies that came out that year, and like Ex Machina and Straight Outta Compton, and yeah, Ex Machina is another one where it's like, who, what happened to that? Who, who decided not to put that at the top of the list? But hey that director whose name is escaping me right now he's directing more movies and that's what's important is making a i think annihilation is a movie yes mm-hmm. yes uh, that's 
That yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Natalie Portman not phoning it in, yay! <laughs> <laughs> because when she doesn't phone it in, it's it's like it's she's one of the best actresses in Hollywood when she's doing her job. <laughs> um, when she's not thortuing it. Um, so yeah, that's um, I, yeah. So I feel like we've talked about those two years. Uh, we can talk about 2015 if we wanted, but um, I think we can talk about upcoming stuff maybe um we don't i mean it's october or well no it's not october it's november 3rd so it's it's early um there are a couple of movies that people talk about i feel like people are still talking about logan um people for a second were talking about emma stone in um about all the sexes yeah which which i've seen um is it good it's should I, good. Should, it's should I good. go watch it in theaters? Um, I don't know if it's worth seeing it in the theaters. Yeah. They don't... It's hard for me to say, though. They don't make use of the fact that it is on a theatrical screen that much. Yeah, okay. You, The drama and the tension would work on your TV easily. Um, so definitely, like, if it's available to rent before the Oscars, definitely do that. Um... I think uh, right now playing there's uh, the Florida Project, which is like another that's getting great, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of good talk. But I don't feel it's like really. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 I've been like reading the first like who is maybe gonna win the Oscar pieces and looking at like uh, what like critics think, and I hear a lot of Dunkirk. Dunkirk is one that's already out that a lot of people have seen, and I I will be surprised if it doesn't get nominated for Best oh, Picture. Like, I feel it's a shoo-in for nomination. Like, it's a, mm-hmm. a, a, a movie by, like, one of the f- most, like, li- well-liked di- directors by mm-hmm. the general public, and it's yeah. actually good, like, by everyone's standard. Yeah. And, and it's his most Oscar baity movie. Yeah. Um, as we as we've explained that term so thoroughly. Um Oscar Baity I'll I'll go and do it real quickly. Um basically period piece drama <laughs> um and very sullen. Those are three aspects that make something Oscar Beatty. Um and, and very white. Yes, <laughs> almost white people <laughs> suffering. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it's changing a bit, but I feel like uh, that's a good. Uh, yeah, or, or or it could be someone of another race who is struggling. Um, yeah, um, you know, you could say in in when Rocky came out, Italians weren't necessarily considered white. Um, so that that's a very Oscar Beatty premise. It's a guy who's you know. Not white in at 1976 standards, uh, overcoming his situation. Um, now it's about a white guy getting one over on a black guy. So hey, things change. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, how we see things change. Um, but yeah, so somebody overcoming oppression, you know, those kinds of stories tend to be what the Oscar likes, especially in a in a historical setting. And I think. There's like a very obvious move to push away from that and to not just nominate that stuff, um, you know, and to uh, more towards things that may be less 
less Oscar baity. Um, there's a there's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie coming this year, coming out this year, so that's going to be nominated. I feel like that's mm-hmm. almost a certainty. Yeah, he's a he's a director's director, which yeah. means other directors go to see his movies and just be surprised by it. Like that's because the, the, he's the reason. I don't know. Yeah, that's the reason that he gets nominated for Best Director so often is because other directors love his stuff. Like, I, um, I feel like if you had to ask me now who's the best director working, and I, I'll probably say Paul Thomas Anderson. I wouldn't... I'm not going to disagree with that. I, I would definitely say he's one of the better ones. Yeah. And he's definitely... When other directors are looking at how to be stylish, yet still effective, uh, in terms of telling a story... He is the standard bearer at this point of having a unique visual thing that he does, but still using that and not getting distracted by it. Not just becoming obsessed with composing the frame properly, but actually telling a compelling story inside that frame. And there are some directors who do get lost in that. Um, None that I can note right offhand, but... Those directors exist, uh, people who just get caught up in their own work and they don't take a step back and think about whether or not it actually makes any sense. Um, so that happens. Um, uh, what What do you think about the chances of Get Out getting nominated? Because I feel like that's a movie that's universally loved by critics. Yeah. It made so much money and it's a movie about racism so i don't know it feels like yeah i know what you mean like it's a, it's in a genre that hasn't been like nominated in a long time i feel like but I, not I since aliens um yeah. like if you want to get like if you really want to get in there like the last two movies in sort of the horror thriller genre to get nominated are Silence of the Lambs and Aliens. Um, that happens within like a five, seven year period. Um, and Silence of the Lambs was 27 years ago. Um, so it doesn't happen that often. And I do think that that could be a part of it. Something I mentioned earlier is marketing campaigns. With Oscar movies, yeah. they get nominated because of a campaign. Basically, it's it's like a, when you see posters for a movie that's just about to come out. What happens is they do that for the actor or the director or the movie in general. They do a full campaign. Please consider nominating this movie for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Cinematography. You know, the list goes on. Um, and it depends on if they're going to do that campaign for Get Out. Get Out is a Blumhouse picture. Um and Blumhouse has two big movies this year that both, like, crushed um, Split and Get Out. They're both very similar in genre. Um, and you could make an argument that both could get nominated for something. Um, you know, nobody would disagree that James McAvoy could win a Best Actors Academy Award for his performance um, easily. No question. As long as they put the money into a campaign behind him. Does Blumhouse want to say, we have an Oscar-winning movie in our catalog? 
Yeah, they, they they probably do, but I don't think I don't know. Like if yeah. they, like if they push it, either of those, I feel like they have a good chance. Yeah. Good chance of being nominated, especially mm-hmm. Get Out. I feel like because yeah. Split feels more forgotten now than it, Get it Out. It does, and Split is going to get another movie, which makes me think that they're not going to do that. Get Out. There's not going to be a sequel to Get Out. There's not no. going to be a Get Out Two, as far as we know. Not that I'd be against it. If Jordan Peele comes out and says, "I have an idea for Get Out Two, and I know exactly what I want it to be." And I've had this idea since I wrote Get Out One, and he's and he likes it, and the studio likes it, and he thinks it's a good idea. His entire cast comes back. Um, well, the ones that would make sense to come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it would be weird if they all came back, but whatever. Um, Another kind of movie. Yeah, that's a very different movie. Um, but if he had a good idea for it, I'd be into it. If it's the studio saying, we're going to make Get Out 2 without your approval, <laughs> that's a different situation. Um, but I, I don't see that happening. I do think Get Out, if either of those two gets nominated, that's the one that will. But this is the year of like movies that came out very early, potentially getting a release. Um, in an episode that I don't know if it will actually come out or not, we talk about War for the Planet of the Apes. Fox is doing an advertising campaign for that, or a full Oscar campaign, and they're doing an Oscar campaign for Logan as well. Um, they've announced this. Um, those are two movies that came out very early in the year, and if they're really doing a campaign, Hugh Jackman could win an Oscar for playing Wolverine. Um, which is <laughs> still bonkers to me. <laughs> a really weird thing to say, but it wouldn't be undeserved. Yeah. Um, like, let's, maybe let's talk about what we talked about, like best movies, Oscar. But what what do you think usually about like best performances? Do you think I, about those or not? Like, so what happens a lot of times with best performances is, I think they usually nail it with best actor. Yeah. I think most of the time the winner of best actor is the winner of best actor. Um, I think usually the nominees are pretty solid. You know, there's usually, for me, maybe one out of four. I, I feel like that's their record with me. You know, one out of four times, I disagree with one of the nominees, and the other four are meant to be there, and they are the right right guys. You know, in the ten years that I've been watching the Oscars, you know, been there watching from minute one to the end, paying attention to who gets nominated... I'm usually one out of four. Um, and I think that this year is going to be hard because, again, we have had so many performances that are worth noting already. Um, uh, I can't remember which Skarsgård it is, but the Skarsgård who played Pennywise this summer, um, you'd be a fool if you didn't think he gets at least nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Um, like, I would... I would highly doubt something doesn't come his way because that's one of the biggest movies of the year at this point. And everybody loved his Pennywise. Everybody was talking about him getting nominated after it came out. Um, so that could happen. Like, uh, again, like this could be the year where horror movies make it to the Oscars. Like, real well-liked, well, you know, uh, 
big successful horror movies make it into uh, an award show that you know people's grandmothers watch. Um, <laughs> like that's that's really nuts, you know. Um, we may not get these Vigo Mortensen uh, type nominations. Nothing against Captain Fantastic; it's a fine movie. But what really like who saw that movie other than? <laughs> which feels really mean <laughs> but i saw captain fantastic because i could <laughs> because i had like a a free gift card thing and i was like okay i'll go see captain fantastic why not um i don't I, think most people have seen it so i i almost convinced myself to watch that then i watched the trailer and i decided that i didn't <laughs> need to <laughs> fair choice fair choice um <laughs> But like for me this year the best the best two performances I've seen like, like if I have to say like a one best actor and one best actress, the best actor I've seen was I think Robert Pattinson in Good Time. I don't know if you have a ch- you had a chance to see that or not. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, yeah. but like, based he, off of he makes the movie like he's Yeah. He's incredible. I believe it. I mean yeah. I- I I go back to the rover and how great he is in that movie. So I, I don't. I definitely believe that that could happen. Um, and the, another one, and the, oh no, go ahead. I was going to say another one that could happen that could definitely get. I think it will get nominated for best picture because we have ten of these. It's much easier to say this at this point. Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, could easily get nominated for best picture, and. That's a good thing because, again, a lot of these movies, they get a re-release, like, the day after the Oscars. They go into a full re-release. They usually get uh, a full run. So, like, for a day, instead of, you know, just one showing, like I was saying before, they get, like, five showings in a day um, at the AMC. And sometimes if they get bigger, I'm really talking about my town, really, they expand, you know, and the theater closer to my house, which usually has nothing Although occasionally they'll have something weird, like they showed It Comes at Night uh, the weekend that it was released, which was an oddity, um, because A24 usually doesn't get shown anywhere other than the AMC. But um, that movie could spread and it could have another life on screen because of the Oscars. Yeah, Um, Yeah, because hasn't it flopped everywhere? It's... It's Orbit. made back its money. Yeah, but barely. Like it's it it even it came second in China on its release weekend mm-hmm. to second to Geostorm. Yeah, because well, <laughs> China is an entire episode all to itself. Yeah, of course. Um, but... Yeah, like China is a very interesting market because what happens is comedies and dramas don't play in China, um, even though. Blade Runner 24 is more traditionally blockbustery compared to the original, um, but it still is a very like complex detective story, you know, where you're really playing a lot into like people's emotions, and you know, it's all about the acting and the yeah. you know the it, pieces it, people are making. So it, it does feel weird, especially after the first Blade Runner, that they didn't cast a. a a well-known Chinese actor in a supporting role, considering the yeah. first the, in the first Blade Runner, it, LA is feels so uh, yeah so Asian 
Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of weird. Something that there's an article on uh, Birth Movies Death, one of my favorite websites, uh, by uh, uh, Sid Hunt. Uh, I want to. I can't remember his last name, but Sid Hunt. He's the only guy on Birth Movies Death with that last name or that first name. I mean, um, and he wrote an article about how white um, that movie is, and it is it is interesting to be like, oh. There's a lead character with the movie Joshi, uh, which is apparently an Indian name. I had no idea. Um, or a, uh, what's the, I can't remember the language in India. Um, it's, Hindu. But uh, Hin- Hindi. Hindi. A Hindi yeah. name. Um, and she is, she's Robin Wright Penn. <laughs> or Robin Wright. Uh, her husband uh, did not, was not a nice guy, so she divorced him. Uh, look that up yourself. Uh, so yeah, that's the thing to look up. But yeah, so that's a movie that has already come out. Um, and then there are a couple others that are getting buzz. And again, some of these are more obvious. LBJ is getting buzz um, because it's a period piece and it's about a president. And it has Woody, Woody Harrelson in it. So that's oh, getting... Yeah, I, I heard that's bad. Yeah, I'm not hearing good things either. <laughs> But it automatically gets this buzz to it because uh, of that. So. Yeah, Call Me By Your Name is one that's been getting a lot of good positive. Yeah, I, I heard about that since one. it come out, and it, I feel like it has a lot of chances of, mm-hmm. of getting uh, nominated, at least. Mm-hmm. The Ship of uh, the Water by Guillermo del Toro's new movie. That's a big one. It's a big one, and I feel another one getting always only great reviews but I don't know if the Oscars are ready for a movie where a woman fucks a fish <laughs> yeah I don't know the, the leg up <laughs> it's so it, true it is a period piece right and and the leg up is it's Guillermo and yeah. Yeah. they've given him an Oscar before and it's I mean, Hans Labyrinth is a very different movie, yeah. um, and it has no, again, there is no uh, sex scene with a fish man, um, so that is that is a fair point. Um, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a quote like a few weeks ago about the creator, creator designer and, uh, and Guillermo del Toro saying, uh, we need to make him very fuckable. <laughs> talking about the, the fish man in that movie. So. <laughs> Only Guillermo. <laughs> yeah. Only. <laughs> I have to say, that movie is like probably in my uh, top three of most uh, most anticipated for the rest of the year because it's Guillermo yeah. del Toro and I don't know, it, it's probably yeah. going to be really good. <laughs> like, I went into Crimson Peak with... N- with only the highest expectations, because I go into every one of his movies with high expectations. They don't always meet my expectations, <laughs> but uh, I always go in like, whatever this is, it's at least going to be interesting. Um, and <laughs> and there are very few directors you can say that about, and Del Toro is one of them. Um, you're gonna be there's gonna be something there for you. Yeah. It may not be what you want <laughs> at the moment. But there's something there. Um, uh, uh, maybe, any yeah. any last Oscar thoughts? Or um, I, I, I just have a list. Here. I was going to go through ones that sound interesting. Yeah, um, go ahead. 
Murder on the Orient Express could always be there. Kenneth Branagh's liked. Um, that movie could be crap. We don't know. Doesn't come out for another week when we're recording this. Um, by the time you're hearing this, you may like it, um, and it may be great. People might love it. Um, I'm very happy that Johnny Depp's character is the one who dies. That's <laughs> all I have to say. <laughs> That's the same, and I, I, I hear you. Um, Wonder is another one that I've been seeing a lot of stuff for. That Wonder? is, it's the one with the kid from Room, and he has like, he's stuck oh, with his yeah. face, and he's like, that is, I don't, I haven't seen the movie. It may be great. That is Oscar bait. That is a prime example of Oscar bait. If you look at the trailer, that's an Oscar baity trailer. It's about a white kid who has a disability and he's overcoming his disability. And it's very packaged and sold as a quaint little movie that will make you cry. Um, and it has Owen Wilson in it. It's, it's, it's kind of a sequel to Marley and Me in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really mean, but whatever. <laughs> Um, but it's it's sort of the same audience, and it's even sold a very similar way. So that is Oscar bait, if you want like a prime example of what that is. Um, but it could be good. Um, uh, yeah. Three Billboards is another one I really want to see. Until that, that three, one. I don't know the, I don't remember the full name. Mm-hmm. Three Billboards in somewhere in Missouri. Yeah, I think. And, and I saw the trailer for that. That looks great. Um, yeah, from the. From the director of uh, In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths, so yeah, and uh, good pedigree, and it looks really, really good. Yeah, that one looks. And uh, another one that's getting a lot of attention is uh, The Darkest Hour. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if we decide we want Dunkirk or we want The Darkest Hour, and if there's like a no, we only get one. And that, and so yeah, whether or not that movie is liked or not, but I definitely can see Gary Oldman getting a nomination, even yeah. if that movie isn't well loved. And we've seen that many times. Um, but what I what, what I heard about it is him being exceptional in that film and being like uh, one right. of the front runners to for an Oscar. I think another front runner is uh, the late Terry Dean Stanton for Lucky. Yes, that could be. He he was a well liked actor by other actors, so I could definitely see that happening. Um, also, I'm looking at this list of front runners and a movie that we left out that did come out early in the year, The Big Sick. Um, I loved that movie. Um, one of my favorite movies of the year. One of the best comedies of the year. So that is that has an outside chance of getting in. Um, like it. it as a comedy, it probably, it's surely going to get a Golden Globe nominee, so that's yeah. good for getting some buzz. I still haven't seen The Big Sick. I feel bad for saying that. I really, I like, I need to watch it. I'm going right. to watch it. I feel like you really should. Um, like, I am uh, going to watch it, like, for sure, but I, I'm annoyed. Just, yeah, I, I see what you mean. I, 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 Sometimes I'm just not in the mood knowing it's going to be sad for a while. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But it's um, it's definitely worth seeing if yeah. you get a chance. Um, yeah. And then I'm waiting for the list to load real quick because there are a couple others. Um, another Wolf Cop, not going to happen. That was a joke, but I abandoned it right away. 
a fantastic woman is getting a lot of best actress buzz. Yeah, it's yeah. a, a Ch- Chilean movie, I think. Yeah, if I remember I right. Um, yeah, it's a Chilean movie about uh, starring a trans woman in oh. in, a, in her role as a trans woman, and apparently her performance is exceptional, and it it won. Uh, it, I think it won an actor award in the Berlin Festival, if I remember right. But I'm again, I'm not mm. sure. Yeah, that could be that could be a thing. Um, another one that could definitely happen, and. Um, I, I don't know how, but it could. Um, the disaster artist might be a thing yeah. um, that's going to happen. <laughs> and um, if James Franco wins Best Actor, <laughs> Tommy Wiseau will be on the stage with him. That's that's going to happen. And Tommy Wiseau, in a way, will have won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> In a very roundabout way, he will have won an Oscar for The Room, <laughs> um, which is, isn't that a Rocky story if you've ever heard one? Um, which is just amazing to me that that could happen, and everything I've seen about the disaster artist sounds great. Um, Tommy yeah, Wiseau, yeah, that could be something. I, Tanya is a movie that's getting buzz, although... Yeah. And I've heard that I've heard that um, Margot Robbie's good. She's always been good in every yeah. movie I've ever seen her in. I've never been let down by her in particular. I've been let down by some of the movies that are around her, um, that are built around her, that don't make the best use of her. Or you know, she's good, but the rest of the movie is uh, Suicide Squad. Um, didn't even <laughs> didn't even try to hide that one. Um, yeah, so that's that's something. Downsizing could be a thing. Um, I heard that's bad too. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> downsizing is apparently bad, but it could still it could be that bad movie that still gets very high or far into the race, um, which happens. Um, one that had buzz, but it came out and nobody cared was Superbicon, and that was like a week ago or something. I, I heard that's another one that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a, a, a movie that may surprise is uh, Mudbounds. Mm-hmm. Netflix is making apparently a huge push already for it to be nominated because it's a Netflix movie, and they really want an Oscar. Right? They really, they they definitely want that, and they're gonna do everything they can to yeah. get it. Um, I actually haven't heard anything about that one or what it's, a, or what is actually happening in it, but I'll probably end up watching it. Um. Another one that it's uh, Daniel Day Lewis is going to win the Best Acting Award this year. I'm calling it, calling you it think now. So? Over, I think over, so. Over Harry Dean Stanton. Over, that's the thing. It's so hard. Does James Franco win it? Because people are starting to appreciate the greatness that is James Franco. Does Harry Dean Stanton win it? Because he's Harry Dean Stanton, and people love him. Does arguably the best actor of all time currently working today um one of the most academy awards for acting does he win it who like it's a very hard race this year there's gary oldman who has never won and it's probably his Mm -hmm. greatest chance of winning playing churchill in the year where 
Churchill mm-hmm. is is a, a good role model. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's fair to say Churchill in this year particularly good role model. <laughs> a, a, no. a movie about overcoming darkness. Yep. Um no Neville Chamberlain's up in this shit, yo. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, like who uh, this is going to be a hard year, yeah. but I feel like if it really is Daniel Day-Lewis's last movie. And people really if we really believe that. It's not his last movie, <laughs> but whatever. Um, I don't know who's actually going to believe that it is his last movie. But if enough people do, I could see him winning based on that alone. Of like, that's give the greatest of all time currently working his last, like, something that says, no, he really is the best. And that's I, I can see it happening. I'm not. Oh, I, don't, I don't think so. He won twice in like the last ten years. I don't think they're gonna give yeah. him another one. Maybe he has, a, he has three. I think uh, he yeah, has three. Yeah, I, I I know off the top of my head. Lincoln, there will be blood, and uh, my left foot. Right, which is and the only person who has nearly as many as him is Tom Hanks. Um. And the only person with more nominations is Meryl Streep. And she has the most nominations of anybody, period, is at least last I checked. Because if you look back, she is nominated every single year. Um, uh, There's, like, gap years here and there where she doesn't get nominated. But it's pretty consistent. And it's for the last 30 years, for as long as she's been acting. So she is... If you want to place bets on whether or not people get nominated, you can probably win betting on Meryl Streep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's something that could happen. Um, and I she feel like, win. yeah, I feel like we can move on about Oscar talk. We'll probably mm-hmm. talk more when movies get nominated and we watch yeah. all of them for this podcast. Yeah, that that's gonna happen. Well, and we'll <laughs> probably do one that's like right after the Oscars. Yeah. Um, so, and that'll be a, probably one of our more timely episodes that we ever do. Uh, hey there, folks. This is Arlen here. Um, so the podcast went a little bit long, so we decided to split this episode in two. Um, the second episode will be out uh, Friday of this week, uh, or you know, probably Saturday or even Thursday, depending on what country you're currently in. So uh, here are the quick plugs that we would normally give at the end of every week. Um, Eric's Twitter account is at Isayor. You can find him most places under that uh, Twitter handle. So go there to see his short-form Twitter movie reviews, if you like. Um, You can find me at Aheharo on most places. Um, Spacegolombo.tumblr.com is the place I want most people to go looking for my stuff. So yeah, um, thank you. And, uh, I hope you come back to the Lost Haro podcast. Thank you. And have a good day.